Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, January 18th, and we start with local news. Citizens of Columbia celebrated the memory and legacy of civil rights' biggest leaders on Monday on a chilly day to take part in the city's annual Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day ceremony, sponsored by the Murray County NAACP chapter. Dozens of onlookers, many of them young children, gathered on the downtown square Monday morning, where Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder, along with Vice Mayor Randy McBroom and former Vice Mayor Krista Martin, presented a city proclamation. Terry Hanna, the current president of Murray County's chapter of the NAACP, also shared words about the day's importance and that we shall, should all live by King's example of peace, inclusion, and having the strength to stand up for what is right. As we commemorate this MLK Day, we can look around at the news and within our community and see that we still have a significant racial divide, Hanna said. Racism and discrimination did not end with the civil rights movement. Dr. King said everybody should have a blueprint in life, and the blueprint is having principle and the determination to achieve excellence in your field of endeavor, he said. Mayor Mulder said he was thrilled to see so many people show up on a cold and dreary Monday morning because of how important a day like Martin Luther King Day is, particularly to the younger generation, who might be learning about King for the first time. When I think of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., two things come to mind, Mayor Mulder said. His legacy was equality to all and service to others, and so on this day, his life and legacy we remember. Let us go forward with that equality and service in mind so we can make this community and indeed our country a better place, he said. The proclamation not only recognized King's ongoing legacy as a leader, but the importance of celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day as a community. Dr. King broke down barriers in our society by encouraging Americans to look past their differences and refuse to rest until our nation fulfilled its pledge of life, liberty, and justice for all, Mulder said. Dr. King's teachings continue to inspire us in addressing challenges in our communities. Serving on the King holiday is an appropriate way to honor Dr. King, meet local and national needs, bring citizens together, and strengthen our communities and nation, he read. Martin recounted a story about King's first assassination attempt, which took place September 20th of 1958 during a signing for his book, Stride Toward Freedom, in which King received stab wounds to the chest. He barely survived. She also stressed the importance of living as King lived, even if it, that means literally stepping into the same ground he once stood. I challenge you today to walk Dr. King's walk, to walk in places where he's walked, and I want to say to you that there are plenty of them. You can go to Georgia, you can go to Boston, Guyana, and several places around the globe and choose to walk where Dr. King walked. The work is not done, and you've got to continue to tell his story, she said. Monday's ceremony concluded with a march down South Main Street and East 8th Street, ending at Mount Calvary Baptist Church Annex, which hosted a special service Monday. The service included prayers and speeches by community pastors, singing and reciting, I Have a Dream, King's famous speech, which he delivered during the March on Washington in 1963. Yesterday, U.S. Senator from Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn, paid a visit to Columbia and visited a number of organizations, facilities, and government departments. 
WKOM WKRM's Doug Kennedy caught up with the senator and spoke to her about her visit. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I've had a, a delightful time following United States Senator Marsha Blackburn around Columbia. She first met with the Murray Alliance and Chamber of Commerce, who had gathered together uh, a group of folks from all walks of life across the county. She met and talked with them. Then she went to City Hall in Columbia, where she met with uh, the mayor, the vice mayor, the police chief, the fire chief, and others, and talked about various issues related to the federal government that the city uh, has. And then finally, we are at this fantastic new uh, VA outpatient clinic in the old Columbia Mall. Uh, It's a fabulous facility for where uh, veterans in this area can get health care. And Senator Blackburn was very instrumental in making this facility happen. Senator, what have you seen and heard as you've gone around Columbia today? One of the things that I've heard, Delk, is that Murray County and Columbia, Tennessee, Mount Pleasant, Spring Hill, everybody is on the move. And getting the updates from those mayors this morning, hearing about things that the county is doing, that the city is doing, it is so exciting. Uh, Robust economic development, robust industrial development, good growth in the retail sector. We see health care growing in the county and just an emphasis on a good, solid quality of life. So a really great meeting today. I appreciate that Murray Alliance pulled together such a robust group and cross-section of the county to meet with. And of course, Mayor Mulder, the same thing there at City Hall, or rather the police department in their training room. Uh, We had just such a good big crowd, and being here at the VA clinic, which, as you said, I was instrumental in making this happen, so we're really grateful for this. Yes, and we're in this fantastic facility right now, this VA Healthcare Outpatient Center, which will serve not only Murray County, but all of southern Middle Tennessee. Um, You were very active in obtaining this much-needed facility. Tell us about it. Yes, I serve on the Veterans Affairs Committee, and knowing the need that was here, going through the process for acquisition, for development and build-out of this facility, this is something, as you said, it was needed in southern Middle Tennessee. It is an amazing facility. Plenty of uh, opportunity here for telehealth for veterans that are enrolled in this clinic. Uh, The opportunity also for audiology and vision care right here in this clinic. And, you know, this is kind of the model of the clinics we're going to because it looks at the whole of the soldier. It is that whole health experience, whether it is behavioral health or primary care that is needed. One of the things you talked about in front of the Murray Alliance this morning really got my interest, and you talked about the Space Force, and you talked about, uh, I believe it was your idea to perhaps create a Space Force National Guard, uh, which would be, it sounds to me, an amazing thing for the young people, not only here in Tennessee, but elsewhere. Tell me about it. 
Yes, there are a couple of us. It wasn't mine, my idea alone. This is something that we now have gotten bipartisan support on. But building out a National Guard that would be there for the Space Force component, I think for young people uh, that are interested in technology, that when they think about the military, thinking in terms of opportunities through Space Force, that's exciting for them. And, um, you know, I I think we're going to have a good time seeing where this goes. Yes, yes, we will. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I've been uh, having the the pleasure of going around town with Senator Marsha Blackburn this morning. Uh, We've heard and seen a lot of topics discussed. Uh, Senator Blackburn, come back. I'll be back soon. Thank you. Thank you. A Ukrainian native who now lives in Spring Hill has returned to his roots to help out, despite all the bombings in Kiev. Sergei Rakuba has been in Ukraine on a humanitarian mission trip. While Rakuba was being interviewed, explosions could be heard in the background just a couple of miles away from him. We hear them, a few explosions every two or three minutes. That's what is happening right now while I'm talking to you, Rakuba said on WKRN. Distant explosions and destruction happening all around Ukraine every day is how Rakuba described his tour with Mission Eurasia. Their mission? Deliver humanitarian aid to those in Ukraine. Rakuba, who was born and raised in Ukraine and is the president of Mission Eurasia, an organization based out of Franklin, happened to be in Irpin this weekend, just outside of Kiev, where the explosions hit on Saturday. We heard the sirens. Actually, they came and went off a little later when the explosions happened. So we were roughly, I don't know, maybe five to seven miles away, Rakuba said. However, a bigger tragedy happened the same day over in Dnipro, where the Ukrainian security service said a Russian missile strike on an apartment building killed at least 40 people, making it one of the deadliest single attacks of the war and the deadliest in months. People were having a joyful weekend with their families and children, and the missile came right into the heart, the center of the large apartment building, destroying their homes, their apartments, destroying lives, and it's just heartbreaking, Rakuba said. Thankfully, Rakuba and his group are safe, but his hometown of Zaporizhia has not been. For me, it just breaks my heart to see the destruction, the pain, tragedy, They keep shelling this periodically, every week, so they hit any sites in the city, especially the infrastructure, Rakuba said. According to Rakuba, this past weekend was a stark reminder of the constant danger for those living in Ukraine. To say we were scared, we were a little concerned, honestly saying, but we were more concerned for people and people that live this every day, day to day. Nobody knows where Russia will target which apartment building they will target next, which community they will shell again, and which city they are planning to target next. Nobody knows where Russian missiles will target, and that's the fear that everybody has, Rakuba said. Rakuba will continue his tour of Ukraine, Moldova, and Poland this week to deliver basic needs to people who are trapped in liberated villages from the Russian army before returning home to Spring Hill, Tennessee. Murray Regional Health has opened the new Murray Regional Occupational Health Facility at 1114 West 7th Street in Columbia. Murray Regional Occupational Health provides its business partners with a full spectrum of employee health needs, ranging from pre-employment physicals and drug testing to a full-service workers' compensation clinic. 
With on-site x-ray and laboratory services, as well as an array of testing and screening options, the team is equipped to handle employee health needs with proficiency and expediency and has extensive knowledge regarding federal OSHA and Tennessee workers' compensation guidelines. Our goal is to provide high-quality care for all employees of our partner businesses, said Linda Oakley, the director of Murray Regional Occupational Health. We're quite proud of our new state-of-the-art facility, and our team members are ready to help with any employee health need, she said. Some of the comprehensive services offered by Murray Regional Occupational Health include evaluation and treatment of work-related injuries and illnesses, pre-employment and annual physicals, including those for the Department of Transportation, drug screenings and breath alcohol testing, routine immunizations such as flu, hepatitis B, and tetanus, tuberculin skin tests, urinalysis, pulmonary functioning testing, respiratory clearance and respiratory fit testing, vision testing, hearing testing, and treadmill testing. Workers' comp services are also offered, including evaluation and treatment of work-related injuries and illnesses, follow-up evaluations and treatment of work-related injuries and illnesses, activity restriction recommendations, and return-to-work assessments. We're thrilled to be able to offer these services to our business partners, Oakley said. We work with businesses and industries of all sizes throughout southern Middle Tennessee. Employers who are interested in partnering with Murray Regional Health should call 931 490 1125 for more information or visit murrayregional.com forward slash occupational dash health. Join Murray Alliance on January 31st at 5 p.m. for their most anticipated event of the year as they celebrate their 2022 accomplishments and recognize the transition of their volunteer leadership. This will be a lively night of entertainment and networking, celebrating business and industry in Murray County, with dinner and beverages by Puckets and live music featuring Austin Tyler Jones. In addition to their normal programming, they're excited to use this year's event as an opportunity to unveil a brand new, uniquely branded talent attraction campaign for Murray County, which you will not want to miss. Ticket per purchase tickets rather now to guarantee a seat at Murray Alliance's biggest event of the year visit www.murrayalliance.com for more information and for tickets Columbia State Community College will host virtual freshman and dual enrollment information sessions in the month of January these information sessions are a great opportunity for incoming and prospective students to learn about the benefits of attending Columbia State regarding scholarships, degree pathways, and transferability, said Samuel Day, Columbia State enrollment recruiter. Dual enrollment is also discussed in depth and is an amazing opportunity for high school students to earn college credit before formally entering higher education, he said. The information sessions are designed for high school juniors and seniors and parents and guardians interested in learning more about dual enrollment classes or attending Columbia State. The information sessions will cover the dual enrollment grant, which provides high school students the opportunity to take up to five dual enrollment courses tuition-free. In addition, participants can learn more about Tennessee Promise, which allows graduating high school and homeschool seniors the opportunity to earn a degree or certificate from a community or technical college tuition-free. The first session will take place on January 24th from 6 to 7 p.m. For more information, contact Samuel Day at 615-790-4409 or by email at sday3 at columbiastate.edu. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Laurel Anita Williams Duggar, 81, 
a retired office manager for SCT Systems and a resident of Columbia, died Saturday, January 14th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mrs. Duggar will be conducted on Wednesday at 10 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. Mr. Richard Frank Richie Benefield, 63, a retired employee of Nissan and a resident of Cullioca, died Saturday, January 14th at Centennial Medical Center. A graveside service for Mr. Benefield will be conducted on Thursday at 11 a.m. at Friendship Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 4 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Kenneth D. Mullinax, 89, a retired employee of Fleming Company and a resident of Columbia, died Sunday, January 15th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Mullinax will be conducted on Friday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Neapolis Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 11 a.m. until service time at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies today with a few showers this afternoon. Some thunderstorms are possible. The high will reach 68 degrees with winds out of the south-southeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. The chance of rain? 30%. Tonight, we can expect thunderstorms in the evening that will give way to steady rain overnight. The low will be 54 degrees with winds out of the south-southwest at 15 to 25 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 100%. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But Family First wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, tennesseechildrenshome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. I can go from zero to 60 way too fast. <laughs> Who knew electric vehicle owners were having so much fun? 20 or 30 years ago, I owned a, a gas sports car, and this car is much quicker. It's a great, fun car to drive. When you put your foot on the accelerator, it just goes. They're fun, they're fast, they're efficient. Visit driveelectrictn.org to learn how you can start having fun driving an electric vehicle. Sponsored by the East Tennessee Clean Fuels Coalition, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm your host, Tom Price. And now news from around the state. A new report ranking Tennessee's foster care instability as the highest in the nation is another sign the state should find immediate funding to shore up the flailing Department of Children's Services, Democratic lawmakers said last week. A new report released this week by the Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth found Tennessee has since 2016 recorded the highest rates of foster care instability in the country, with instability defined as three or more home placements for a foster youth within their first year in the system. Nearly 34% of foster cases meet that definition in Tennessee, according to the report, more than double the overall U.S. national average of 14.9%. Senator Heidi Campbell, a Democrat from Nashville, and Representative Gloria Johnson, a Democrat from Knoxville, said Thursday state leaders should tap into surplus rainy day funds, seek grant funding, and explore other options to free up immediate funding for DCS as the new leadership attempts to right the floundering department. I think that this report showed everything that we've been talking about for the last couple of years and how horrible the situation is at DCS, Johnson said. 
We're talking about a dangerous situation. We're talking about a lot of children, she said. The lawmakers called for Governor Bill Lee to find new funding to allocate to DCS immediately, pointing to actions the administration took last year to free up additional funding to increase salaries at state crime testing labs. Lee has pledged to address systemic issues at DCS. The agency has experienced, quote, horrific staff turnover in recent years, new Commissioner Margie Quinn told lawmakers last fall, amid uncompetitive wages and skyrocketing caseloads. A scathing state comptroller report released in December also outlined myriad internal issues, including staff failures to adequately investigate dozens of reports of sexual abuse and sexual harassment allegations in its state residential facilities. Many of the fixes recently floated, such as increased staff wages and overhauling the department's antiquated record system, are tied up in next year's budget and will take months to come to fruition, Democrats said. DCS has requested 100, <coughs> excuse me, $156 million in new funding for fiscal year 2024, which begins July 1st, with a $15.8 million case manager salary increase. The budget request also includes a more than $30 million increase for providers, the contracted companies DCS often places children with, and $5.7 million for adoption services. We will be filing several pieces of legislation to try and repair this broken system, House Democratic Caucus Chairman Representative John Ray Clemens said. Our bills will work their way through the legislative process, but it's really the governor who should be leading the charge. He is to blame for our state breaching its duty to these children, so one would think he would be motivated to propose substantive solutions immediately. Our children are looking to us for care and protection now, not months down the line, he said. Cindy Keyes, director of procurement for Snooze AM Eatery, remembers exactly how much a dozen eggs cost at the store right around the holidays, $8.57. Keyes, based in Colorado, has had egg prices on the brain. That's because Snooze, which closed out 2022 with 57 locations, purchased 8.3 million cage-free shell eggs last year. Egg price hikes started in early 2022 as farmers began to reckon with highly pathogenic avian influenza. That flu, transmitted by migrating wild birds, has led to the loss of nearly 40 million hens, or at least a 5% decline in flock size, according to Department of Agriculture data. Egg production has averaged a 4% decline as a result. So as that continued to spread across multiple states in the U.S., we felt the pinch more and more, Keyes said. Every morning I would wake up and look at my email like, oh no, who's raising their prices today? The picture grew dr grim when the breakfast chain's primary supplier was hit, resulting in the elimination of 1.3 million hens. So at that point, we had to go to the open market, Key said. And I say this, no pun intended, we were scrambling to source from multiple venues and avenues where we could get cage-free eggs. On grocery store shelves, consumers watched egg costs climb 49.1% in November over the previous year, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the computer... Consumer Price Index. Prices often spike around Thanksgiving and Christmas, but as holidays remain, demand declines, egg prices remained stubbornly high. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today.
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. The season hasn't started yet at Ascend Amphitheater, but here is a list of concerts scheduled so far for 2023, so you can plan ahead. Ascend Amphitheater is located at 310 First Avenue South in Nashville. It's an open-air event venue located on the Cumberland River in Nashville. The first act is Co Wetzel, who will be coming on Thursday, May 11th. A touring phenom, Co is back on the road again in 2023. With over 175,000 tickets sold during the first half of 2022 alone, Co has become a mainstay on Polestar's list of top-selling tours and an artist to watch. On Friday, June 23rd, Walker Hayes is coming back on the road with his Duck Buck tour, stopping in Nashville. Last year, he earned his first number one with Fancy Like. Foreigner, the 80s rock band, will be coming on Tuesday, July 11th. I want to know what love is, cold as ice, hot-blooded, jukebox hero, urgent, and no less than five more top ten hits they have to their credit. Today, Foreigner, the band behind those iconic songs, announced the launch of their farewell tour, stopping in Nashville. If you want to buy tickets to any of those concerts, visit www.concerts.livenation.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom.